0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode on the one of none podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Jonah Casella
1: and I'm one of your other hosts Dr. Andrew Ganung.
0: And uh we're happy to be back with another podcast today. Um just the two of us again. We'll be working on getting some guests in here hopefully coming up soon. It's a little tough trying to schedule with people but we're going we'll figure it out. But today we're going to talk about something that is um correlates to every part of your day and your life in general and that's patience it's something that not a lot of people have and is really hard to um be patient. I know I'm not a very patient person in multiple aspects of my life. But what I'm learning um especially with training for this ironman is that patience is is very very important. And you know, I'll just jump right into it. Um well, before I do that, let me just say thank you guys um for listening and all the people that watch on the YouTube channel. And um, listen on Spotify or, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where we post pretty much everywhere. So thank you guys. Hope you're enjoying it. And um, you know, like always, reach out if you have any suggestions or anything. But with the YouTube, I've been adding some new cover art and trying to make the videos a little bit better in terms of visually. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that as well. Um, anyway, let's jump into it. So <clears throat> I was thinking about this topic today about how important it is to be patient and I'll just jump right into an example, so last year, when I started training for the Pittsburgh Marathon, which was right about this time, I hadn't been doing any long distance running, which is something I've talked about already, and so that was all new, and so my expectations for that were were very low, and I feel like at that time, because my expectations were so low i didn't it didn't require me being patient like I wasn't frustrated with the fact that I was running ten minute miles. 10 and a half minute miles to start. Um, I I wasn't, I didn't feel very impatient with that. I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, I suck at running. Let's just see how, see where this goes. But now that I've been running for a year and I'm running, like my easy runs are like sub eights now, you know, it's frustrating that I'm jumping into biking because I'm so good at running. Now I'm starting biking and swimming And it's almost like I have this expectation that I'm going to get in there and just be good at it and be able to pick it up instantly and be close to what my, what I want my pace to be within like a week or two. And it's been frustrating. And it's honestly been, um, like it had been weighing on me to a certain extent where I was like, even though it's six months out, I was like panicking to myself thinking, man, how am I going to get to the pace that I need to get at? This is like, this is much harder than I thought it was going to be. I'm an idiot. um, And like, I my patience was I had no patience whatsoever. I was just like, instant panic, this is going to be impossible. Like the things that go through your mind in that, in that regard, in that situation. Fast forward to yesterday, Um, I'm about a month into biking a few weeks into swimming. And I had my first swim where I actually felt and notice progress, and it was like I was—it was eye-opening for me. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, okay, like I need to relax." Now, <laughs> looking back, uh, I just needed to be more patient because I've been doing the drills like I'm—it's saying to do—and and finally now I'm kind of starting to feel more comfortable in the water, and I can instead of only being able to swim 25 meters freestyle, I'm swimming 200 meters in a row. And it's like, I need to, this is where we talked about before, where you take a look back at where you've come from. And that allowed me to see, okay, I've made, I've made progress here. I'm making headway. I need to be patient and just ride this out. I have six months to get to where I need to be. That's plenty of time. And so that's kind of what we're talking about today with how important it is to remain patient. It's very easy to get frustrated and want to just quit. And be done. Like, nope, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this. It's been two weeks, I'm done. You know, those thoughts definitely go through your mind, especially with the swim and with the bike, um, but not just with fitness, with other parts of your life in general too. Like, think about Andrew, if we were two three weeks a month into optometry and PT school when it was still really, really difficult and we were so fresh to it and it was so frustrating, like how easy it would have been to just be like, This is too much. I don't think I can do this. I'm done. This isn't getting any better.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh the phrase that comes to mind is like expectation management. You know, That's like good. Yeah. I th- I talk about that. I've been talking about that more frequently in the clinic sometimes, especially with like my boss or some of my colleagues and I th- I think about that and um some of that will come with uh being tenured or you know going through this over and over and over again like you understand there's a there's a waiting game to it but for something like for something like training for a half Ironman or anything like there's something kind of um new to us where we're 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 just hopping into it I think it's a lot more difficult to have the the uh, experience expectation management so we're pretty quick to get flustered I am probably the least patient person you're going to meet and I fit well in Florida because nobody else in Florida is patient either especially with driving so it works out well but um no I mean I 100 percent agree and I still struggle with it there's stuff that even I've been through it a billion times before and I still get impatient with it so I'd be naive to say that I have learned my lesson Um, with some things I have learned my lesson, but others, I still, I still am vastly impatient with a lot of the things that I do. And, you know, I had a similar realization to you, Jonah, with running. Like I set a goal for the half and I am quickly realizing that I could probably crush that time. Uh, as I'm nearing the end of my training, I'm starting to have really, really easy, good runs at. Paces I didn't think I'd have easy runs at, and now I'm starting to realize that this training, even though it was, um, it felt long, you know, I think is going to pay off similar to how your swimming is too, and um, I think that translates well into business too. I I struggle a lot with, um, with my own personal stuff in business. I think for a long time I struggled with wanting to, I. I wanted to get promoted really early in my career. And some would say I was promoted very early still, but I wanted even earlier than when I was. And I think that I would have, it would have been a humbling experience had I gotten promoted any earlier. So it was one thing I had to reflect on and be like, all right, this was, this was beyond my expectations. It was better that I didn't get promoted at the time that I did. And patience was actually what I needed the most and you always feel like you have the best um you feel like you ha- what's what's the word I'm looking for you feel like you have the best head on your shoulders and that anyone else's opinion like is wrong because you feel like you have the the best interpretation of a situation and when in reality your perspective is off oftentimes very skewed and um i think it's important to have somebody on your team or in your family or somebody that can hold you accountable and like r- keep you Kind of grounded and humbled and where you're at i think that's where you and i complement each other very well is we can be kind of uh a bird's eye view for each other and whether it's training whether it's our faith whether it's in business i think that we can rely on each other for that and it can keep us grounded you know when we are feeling very impatient with certain certain things i think just sticking to um small wins over time you know Bit by bit, brick by brick, like we talk about, is what ultimately pays off. And then when you kind of look back in the rear view, you're like, holy crap. Yeah, maybe I should have been a little bit more patient. You know, I laugh at myself about the promotion thing now. I, I shouldn't have gotten promoted any earlier than I did. So yeah, um, I yeah, think you, it was you, worth it.
0: You bring up a good point, too, in that having other people around as well, especially people that have been through or experienced things that you're going through to remind you to be patient and just it's going to be fine you know that's something i feel like i've been needing for this this ironman prep is like i don't have a coach or anything and all the guys that we're you know training with have never done one either and so it's just going in kind of blind not knowing you know where i'm at now with these paces is that okay like am i on track? And so I, I feel like that's a good point. It's important to reach out and not be afraid to reach out to people and it's something that I'm going to do. Um I have a couple of resources on or one resource really on a guy that's done some done a couple ironmans and triathlons that um actually agreed to help us out with like the transition zones for Penn State. Um I think I'm going to pick his brain a little bit more and just see, hey, this is where I'm at. He follows me on Strava, so like he kind of sees where I'm at and just like am I on the right track? Like, do you think I should be doing anything different? I think that's so important. And not just with fitness, but just like you said, with life in general, like, when I was fresh out of school, and uh, in optometry, and started my first job, I was very lucky to have you know, the people that I worked for my, my bosses, and um, the other doctor were very, very nice and understanding and like, and you know, whatever you need, just ask, like, don't be afraid to ask us don't worry. Like it's, you know, when it's the days where that were really like tough, they are like, it's, it'll get better. Just be patient. Once you get a little more experience, things will get faster. Things will get smoother. And, um, and they were totally right. And so I think that's why it's so important to have somebody like that for every aspect of your life, you know, with your job, with your hobbies or, you know, like what we do with fitness and also, you know, religiously too, you know, having a pastor or somebody who has been in the church for a long time, to reach out to and talk to that you're comfortable with, um, or even a family member that has been in, um, in the church for a long time that you can feel comfortable kind of talking to them about things and, and be patient in your faith, which I know that's something you wanted to really hit on today, Andrew.
1: Yeah. So it's a good transition. And I think, um, whether you're religious or not, um, I think this is a, this is a good topic to talk about because it comes up in an argument against religion and Christianity. You know, I think we hear a lot about um, people getting impatient. I know I speak from experience on this. People getting impatient with stuff that's they've been looking for, they've been asking for, praying for. And it's so funny because it, like we talked about, you know, with the fitness thing, like it's always interesting to have, to look in your rear view mirror and see kind of what you were asking for at that time and what you were praying about and trying to talk to God about. And, uh, you know, it looks different for every single person. And I know I definitely struggled with that growing up. I always thought that I, like I said, I had the best head on my shoulders and no one else had a better, no one else had a better idea of what I needed than me. And lo and behold, there is somebody who has a way better idea of what is best for you. And, um, and I think it's so funny because it always ends up working out the way that it's supposed to. And I struggled a lot with patience in my faith, especially with any relationships that I was in friendships. I was in, you know, school that I was going to, I know I experienced a lot going to pit, thinking that that was the best thing for me. And, um, you know, it ended up working out the way that it was supposed to. But even in hindsight, I look back and I realized that there's a lot of things that could have gone differently and it would have been perfectly okay the way that it was. And I was just very impatient. Now, being impatient is also a really great thing too, because it, it's a good clock for yourself where you can keep track of a lot of things and it keeps you motivated, it keeps you on your toes keeps you staying consistent with what you need to do. It's for, for someone like me and Jonah who are type A people, it it really helps us because we can stay on top of our tasks because we'd rather, we'd rather get things done than let it sit back and kind of lay there and, and procrastinate. But when it comes to faith, that's not really up to your timing. And, um, you know, I, I think that's super important. I can use my move to Jacksonville as an example of that. You know, I think I prayed for a while about um, I prayed more for like relationships that I was in before I left. And quite honestly, God put me in a position that I, I was actually probably in terms of, um, location wise, the loneliest I've ever been. I didn't have family. I didn't have friends that lived here. I knew absolutely zero people that lived in Jacksonville when I moved here. So whenever I was praying for abundance in relationships, He put me in a, put me far, far away from all my friends and family. And I can't describe it in any other way other than just my heart changed and some would leave that to coincidence. And, oh, that's, you know, it's a coincidental thing that, you know, you felt compelled to move somewhere like that. But if you, if anybody out there is who's listening knows me, knows that I'm not like that. I'm very homebody-ish. I like to be around my friends and family. I stayed in Pittsburgh my entire life. So when I got a job interview in Jacksonville, and I got a, you know, I got um, offered a job, I uh, I didn't even hesitate. I just moved down there. And so it was interesting, kind of trying to be patient with God's timing, but at the same time, you know, I think God will definitely change your heart in a way that it's supposed to, or yeah, the way that it, your heart should change, the way that He wants you to, to change. And now I'm living the, probably the happiest life. And I'm still very far away from my friends and family. So it's interesting being patient with, and being steadfast. I like, I like to use that kind of phrase and being steadfast in God's timing and what he has plans for because ultimately he has a a much, much greater plan. And I, uh, I hate to use that cliche, like phrase, because that's often thrown around a lot. And, um, like the popular Christian realm but it's very true and if you have experienced it then you can certainly speak to it i know i went off on a tangent a little bit but um i feel like that's an important part of what we should be talking about too
0: yeah it absolutely is and it's it's very true and I, you think you hit the nail on the coffin there when you said that when things don't go the way people are asking him for things to go they immediately lose they get impatient, or like you'll hear i don't know like those People that say, "You know well, like well, where's God now in this situation? you know, like when this something bad is happening, and then it's just it's really important to understand that there's a plan that we don't know, and we have to be patient and just you know stick it out and and uh and let it be what's gonna be and and see what's gonna happen, just like your move moved to Jacksonville, and I think also it's just it provides a lot of comfort for me because um You know, if something is not going exactly according to how I thought it would be going or something comes up in my life, I no longer like not that I don't like panic or try and take care of it or something. But, you know, it's just kind of like I'm going to do what I can do, but that's all that I can do. And I just have to be patient, you know, and and let let him do what he's going to do. So I I think that's really important for sure. And I think a lot of people that listen to us would agree with that.
1: Yeah. You're, I'm glad you brought up the, well, where's God now, you know? And it's it's such like a, it's a classic, like low blow to Christians because they know that they can like leverage that, you know, whether it's, why is there hate in the world? Why is there bad things that are happening if there's an almighty God and, um, ultimately, I mean, dude, if you're, if you want to be real, um, you and I have every reason to, to not like God with the things that we've, you know, been through in our lives. And there's tons of other people that are right alongside us who shouldn't be faithful to a God who, um, seemingly hasn't provided based off of the experiences we've been through, whether it's through death or through health crisis or whatever, but nobody's steadfast enough to see the other side of it. So they're so quick to just, um, move past that and then like deny it, you know? And I think that not doing your part and, and trying to a, be patient, but be dig into your face a little bit and not do your duty. What I feel is a duty of every human is to seek out those things. And, um, and if you're not doing that, then, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's very cliche if someone comes to me and says, well you know he didn't provide for me so why would i ever try and seek something like that and you're never going to you know if you're not looking and you're not trying to learn more or, or try and seek something like that then you're never going to be able to reap the rewards you know yeah um you have to look have- for
0: that lesson in each bad situation or bad thing that comes up instead of looking away look towards him turn towards him okay what what good can i take out of this like what's to come um, from this that that is bright instead of just looking at the dark side of things and turning away from him
1: yeah yeah i mean usually at the end of the day you're going to be a super negative human if you look at every situation as as the victim i mean that's exactly and it really ties into kind of the mottos and the principles we live by not being a victim to your circumstance like i don't know i mean Maybe live stop living your life as a victim and look for positive you know you can put a positive twist on that too. It doesn't have to always be religious. In my case, I am a little bit I'm quite a bit more religious in that because I understand and I've been seeking out my faith quite a bit and I've seen what God's done in my life. maybe you don't see it in yours, but maybe you start shifting your mindset to everything's so negative. you know the world is against me and I have no control over my life too. Looking at the opportunities that have been provided, you know, open up your eyes, things don't happen just coincidentally, whether you think they do or not, they don't, you know, there's always a greater plan. There's a master plan ahead. I mean, I, I'm, I'm dating a girl that's in Pennsylvania right now. I never planned that, but here we are. And I'm enjoying, enjoying it quite a bit. And it's one of the easiest, it's easiest relationship I've ever had. So it's like, I could ask a billion questions as to why did God put me here? Why, did, why didn't I move down to Jacksonville away from every, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and be negative Nancy about everything and be a Karen and get offended and victimize myself. You know, I I'm here to seek out positivity out of every situation that I'm handed. And that's ultimately what everyone should do, you know? And that, maybe then you can kind of start to dive into your faith a bit.
0: And that reminds me of, which kind of ties in, this is a little bit off topic in a way, but with um Jocko, when he's talking about, we've talked about it before with anytime something happens, good. If something bad happened today, good. Like anytime something comes up instead of like you're saying, being negative and freaking out and just say good and all right, what am I going to get from this? How can we figure this out? Like that patience to be able to stop and look at the big picture and just say, okay, good. What am I going to get out of this? Like I'm going to grow from this. So yeah, I love that. I love, we talked about that before, but we always reiterate things. Well, that's, go ahead, John. I was going to move on. So if you have something to
1: add. I was just saying that's patience, that's patience to a T. I mean, it's patience one-on-one right there. You know, it's looking at a situation. Okay. What can I learn from this? it's not what I, it's not what i wanted it may not be the result that i wanted you know let's reevaluate all these things we talk about this is patience it's not just it's not just taking it on the chin i mean yeah that's part of it it's taking it on the chin and moving past it but like the patience is enduring it and su- you know nick Bear talks about suffering well like even in those circumstances where you're not getting the result that you want how are you able to capitalize on this and What I sometimes say is like a productive, like a productive pivot or a functional pivot where you can like shift around a little bit and use it to your advantage, right? Like take, take that on the chin and learn from it and then try and make something out of it, you know? And that's, that's literally just being patient. It's not just the, the physical act of being patient, but it's also evaluating the situation and using it to your advantage. And that's, that's a tenured move right there. That's an experience. That's, that's an experienced move for somebody to do because a lot of people don't like that step, that part of being patient, they just see the situation and then they accept it for what it is, which is great. But how can you capitalize from that too? That's part of it. That's not patience. Isn't just taking it on the chin and then being done with it. You know, I think that an, an amateur move, that would be an amateur move, right? But you have to, you have to own your crap. And then, and then move off from it and, and see how you can learn.
0: Yeah, right. The amateur move, like you said, is to take it for what it's worth and to just react yep. emotionally towards it, which is, it's hard not to do that sometimes for sure. But that's, that's also something I've learned in at work when things change in my schedule or something comes up that was not, that was just kind of like out of the blue or even like the way that like, Like some people that some patients or even people that we work with might like throw you an attitude or something like that. And the initial reaction is my first thought is to react. And then, but now what I've come to realize is that the first thing I do is when I feel like I need to react is stop process, be patient, think about it. And then if I need to say something, say it in a way that, that is appropriate, not reacting out of emotion and be just being patient. That's the, that's the way you want to do it. It's not that take it for what it is. be emotional and react like when, which I I've done in my training with biking because my biking has been crap since I started because I've just started biking. But at the beginning I get just emotional because it's so hard and I'm like, this shouldn't be this hard. Like I have good capacity for endurance at this point. My, I've been hammering, running my legs shouldn't burn this bad this is ridiculous and just i'm just get emotional like you could ask aubrey there's been a handful of times where i've just stopped and got off the bike and sat down because i was just like this is freaking ridiculous this shouldn't hurt this bad like something's not right and you just react and like it's so childish and stupid and you know there are other factors that play into that but now looking at it i'm like i just need to be patient and i'm getting more comfortable with it i know it's hilarious it's so stupid it's so dumb but you, so just, I'm, like, I'm, you just get so time into it and you get And then it makes you emotional when it's like, things are not going the way that you wanted it to go, but that's just life.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing hard because I cycled uh, two weekends ago. <laughs> I think I told you about this. I think I, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. So I, I used to me and my boy, Ev, we would cycle semi-regularly for a couple like i would say for like a month straight we were riding like every saturday we would do like a little bit of a longer ride longer ride for me is like an hour and a half i'm not at like his tier yet he's at like three hours but uh i've been hammering out running obviously because of donna and then two weekends ago i flared up my calf and i was like all right i'm gonna take off this long run, we were supposed to do 15 miles. And I was like, I'm not going to go out there and be a dummy and hurt myself. So I hit him up and I was like, let's go, you know, let's go cycle. He's like, all right, let's do it before church. So Sunday morning we get out there. It's cold as heck for Florida. I mean, it's like in the thirties. We start riding, dude, I'm gassed within the first 10 minutes. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I was like, dude, go ahead because I cannot hang right now. Like we were riding with two other guys and I was like, go up with them. Like, I, I just can't hang. I'll just go at a slower pace and, and try and just not, you know, crush my legs too hard, but still get a good workout. Sure enough, I get a flat on the ride back. So I'm like, dude, it was such a train wreck Cause I'm right there with you, Jonah. Like I get emotional about that stuff. I was so frustrated in the moment and I, my legs were gas. I'm in probably some of the best shape I've been in, in my life, because I'm running so much right now and I'm out there cycling and I could smoke anybody right now running, you know, any casual runner for sure. And I get out there and cycle. And it seems like none of my running has translated my cycling. And it's exactly right. It doesn't translate. Yeah, yeah, your cardiovascular system is, but your legs aren't built for that. They're two very different sports. So I feel that to a T. And I also want to circle back on the faith thing, which I know we're kind of jumping around and we're gonna wrap up after this. But I was I had a light bulb moment when you were talking. And I wanted to say this because I remember back whenever I was in in middle school, we used to go to this young life camp and it would be in different states, but we'd spend spend like a long weekend. We'd spend like four or five days. And, you know, a lot of the people that a lot of the counselors I grew up with were at this camp. And it was this huge thing in our high school. We had tons of kids that would go. And I remember we sat down with our counselors and we we asked them to pray o- over us about something that we were looking for or something that we were really just like wanted. And I remember sitting down with a guy named Dan long and he, I asked him to pray for passion. I wanted passion in my faith cause I was just like lacking it. Like I was in middle school and high school and I was like, I don't know what like everyone's talking about, you know, all these like older folks are talking about how they're so strong in their faith. And I didn't know what that looked like at that time. And I've always wanted that since even up until a couple years ago, even up until last year, I, I've been wanting that and I haven't had it. And it always seems so monotonous to sit down in front of a Bible and read. And I feel like I wasn't connecting. I, I couldn't find out where this fire came from that others were experiencing. And then I moved to Jacksonville. And I've had such a life changing experience in my faith that I've never been able to quite describe before. And I, I still will do a really bad job of describing now, but I, I cry every single weekend at church, like every weekend, because it, it brings me to my knees and I go and kneel at the altar and I cry and I have no, I have no, you know, shame in saying that because I'm very proud of it. I've been wanting that for so long. And I know it sounds kind of funny, but it, it brings me to my knees and I, and I am not the person to, to be all like crazy and put my hands up in the air whenever you see that at church and scream or anything like that. I'm not like that, but I do. I, I do put my hands up in the air and I sometimes will just ball my eyes out at church because I am finally getting what I've been praying for for so long, which is the passion to seek out my relationship with Christ. And it's... It honestly makes me even emotional now talking about it, just because I had a light bulb moment when you were talking about that. And I remembered back to that exact conversation and I hadn't ever rethought that until just now. And it's been such a, like a pivotal thing. And I got baptized um, probably about seven months ago, which I never thought that would ever happen in my life. And ever since I moved to Jacksonville and I started attending the church that I do, it's been life-changing. And that's something I've prayed for for so long and it's crazy that i have that now and it's exactly what i wanted in 10 times that i mean every every week at church i i'm in awe of how my heart feels at church so and i i pray that for everyone else too i, I hope that you can one day experience that and jonah when you come back to jacksonville we're gonna go to that church to my church and i want to show you and i show everybody i'm like this is like a part of the trip that you have to attend if you come and see me in yeah. like. Oh my I have family members that are in Pennsylvania that are watching because they know how awesome it is. They watch from afar, so yeah. it's like
0: i wanna I'm curious to, to go and check yours out next time I'm there because it's just so different than my church like yeah. there's maybe like thirty people in my church, and it's just like it's just a completely different atmosphere, all for the same purpose, which I think is so cool how it can be so different, but so much of the same you know at the same time, so yeah, yeah
1: I, I gotta check it out for sure it just looks different for different people. And, and um, you know, my church is big, but you can get that in a small church. And the most important thing is, you know, is seeking out your faith in Christ and, and, you know, the patience that comes that is required in faith. I mean, you're not always going to get what you want 24 seven, but I think the most important thing is find a spot where you can feel like uh, comfortable seeking out your faith and don't let anybody tell you that a certain type of denomination is the right way. The right way is the way that you seek him out, whether it's going to church or not. Some, my mom, God rest her soul. She used to walk around and talk to God. And that was her form of kind of communication and seeking him out. And she would just go on walks and talk out loud to him. So whether it looks like that, whether it means you go into church, whether it means you hop in a disciple group or whatever it is, find that. And and be patient in that because I'm seeing the, I'm seeing what I've wanted to see for 15 years now. And I, for the first time this past year, so yeah, I think patience is in every aspect of our life. You know, I
0: think that's, that's awesome. Drew, I'm really happy for you that, that you have that down there and you know, that, that whole move, I remember how stressful that was for you. And, and it just says, it's just awesome now to see that you love it and it's working out so well for you and, and you have that. So that's awesome. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, just to, to wrap it up, like you are saying, you just have to be as patient as you can um, in all aspects of your life. And something we didn't touch on that much, but I'm not going to talk a bunch about it. Um, be patient in your relationship, not only with God, but with the people you love, too. That's something that's really hard for me sometimes and everybody else. But that's that's one of the more important ones. So so be patient with those that you love. And um, just patience is key. And uh, we, we thank you guys for listening. And... Um, I think this is one of our, this is a good one. This this one has a lot of meaning into it. So we hope that you take a lot from this and uh, yeah, we, we appreciate it so much. So, so thank you guys. And uh, if we don't see you next week, we'll see you the week after Drew has Donna coming up on um, the half marathon. So he's going to be really focusing on that. So if you don't catch us next week, that's why, but we'll be back. Anything else, Drew?
1: No, thank y'all for everything. And Jonah love talking about this stuff. You uh, you inspire you get me motivated in this aspect of my life because I'm really impatient. I feel like you're way more patient than me, so thank you for. That. I know you. I know you're smirking for anyone who's just listening. Jonah's smirking right now because he doesn't think so, but I think so. <laughs> you're way more patient than I am, so I I look up to you in that and I admire you for that. So good talk. um Thank you all for listening. Be on the lookout for the next pod. Other than that, we're out. Peace. All right. Peace. I got that